Did the Arizona Cardinals just acquire the best tight end in franchise history? At least since they moved to the desert, they make the big move. Steve Kime puts on his big boy britches and brings in a playmaking tight end. We're breaking it down. It's Bo Brock. It's Alex Clancy. It's a little impromptu. Locked on Cardinals here on a Friday. Woo! You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your second listen today. As you've already probably tuned in to our episode, <laughs> we're previewing this game, and that was before Steve Kime pulled off, you know, it's... When, when fans and people like myself and Alex Clancy can connect the dots and just play GM and make this deal ready for the Cardinals and then Steve Kime pulls it off actually in reality and brings in a former Pro Bowl tight end like Zach Hertz, who's just an absolute monster in the red zone. Uh, it's like one of the worst kept secrets, but you just still have to pinch yourself that it happened. The Arizona Cardinals today, Alex, they make the deal. They trade for tight end Zach Ertz. They send a fifth-round pick. And Tay Gowan, the sixth-round pick from the 2021 draft. A lot of people were excited about Tay Gowan, who missed this past college football season due to the pandemic. He slides the sixth round, never really sees the field as an Arizona Cardinal in the regular season. Gone before we know him, but incoming is a guy that can make plays for the Cardinals at the tight end position, something that they've desperately wanted. Max Williams was starting to do it for the first time in his career this year, but unfortunately was lost in the injury. What is what is Zach Ertz at 31 bring to the Cardinals at 5-0, and looking to go 6-0? and He won't play this week, but what does he bring to the team going forward? A better chance to score touchdowns and not settle for field goals in the red zone. Like, if we're being simple about things, he's going to be a red zone monster. Like, the antithesis of what we saw with Carson Wentz when he was there during the heyday in Philly a couple years back where they'd use him between the 20s and then they would shy away with Dallas Goddard's emergence in the red zone or they'd go elsewhere, run the ball. Zach Ertz is a 6'5", big hunk of man that Kyler Murray is going to throw the ball to in the red zone. It's going to be awesome. I mean, it's the it's like – it's not a direct correlative, but it's close – it's like Rodney Hudson at center where you have DJ Humphreys and Kelvin Beach on the bookends on the side of the line. You have the spine. That's kind of what you're looking at, especially in the red zone with DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Green on the outside with a 6'5", 30-year-old, tight end, proven all-pro guy that can run routes, catch balls, and score touchdowns. You know, this is a perfect situation for the Cardinals. He's 30. He's not 50. This is an absolute home-flipping run. For the Cardinals. Well, what you outlined was on full display on Thursday Night Football. I mean, we saw him, and he scored a touchdown in the early goings of that contest, and he can be a guy like, can you imagine if he's running the same route for Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury's offense where you've got James Conner, who's been money in the bank in short yardage situations. You've got DeAndre Hopkins. You've got the array of wide receivers underneath, and now you have a guy who can find open space at the tight end position better than anybody in the history of the Arizona Cardinals, at least since coming to the desert. I mean, this is Steve Kime. As you mentioned, it's him pushing his entire stack of chips into the middle of the table and saying, hey, we're 5-0. and We have an opportunity here. I'm going to be aggressive. And he really didn't have to give up that much considering that the, the projected compens uh, compensatory picks coming their way for P3 leaving via free agency, you had a fifth-round pick to burn. 
It does. I mean, you gave up a guy that you're intrigued by in Tay Gallon, but he hasn't seen the NFL field yet. So this is a great trade for Steve Kime. Yeah. Career. Yeah. Again, draft picks are the most overvalued things in the NFL, in professional sports, probably. You know, I mean, it's like a fifth round pick for a guy that you know is going to come in, barring any sort of injury, and be an immediate impact guy. And no, he can't play Sunday. You can't double dip, man. Stop asking me. You can't <laughs> play two. You can't play 18 weeks of the regular season as an NFL player. Okay. But yeah, I mean, this is a home run. How many times are fifth round picks just crapshoots? You know, it's that's what they are later on. In, and sure, you'll find diamonds in the rough. You'll find guys that'll be, make impact. But Zach Ertz, and he has ties here. Don't they live here? He he and his wife, don't they have a house here? Well, his wife grew up in Mesa. Okay, uh, so that's what it is. Julie, right? right. Yeah. yeah Julie, so, yeah, formerly Julie Johnston, now Julie Ertz. She, Julie um, Ertz. of course, of the women's uh, soccer team, national soccer right. teams, a couple uh, World Cups and, and Olympic gold medals. She's coming home. Yeah, yeah. cue the old I'm coming home theme right now. I mean, it's, it's and of course, at this stage in your life, you're like, happy wife happy life you you go to her old stomping grounds not yours but i mean just think about alex where this tight end room is now compared to where it was back who was our guy mike clay who gave them the worst graded <laughs> tight end room in the entire nfl and now yeah we'll see what they do with richard rogers i mean a guy on their on their uh, practice squad he still intrigues me as a guy that could come in i, I kind of like him a little bit more than demetrius harris or or ross travis but you know, I, Darrell Daniels coming off the COVID list. Like, Darrell, if Darrell Daniels can be a guy in the run blocking game or just blocking game and be your primary blocking tight end because Zach Ertz, that's not his forte. 51 uh, run block grade since 2017. Um, you know, I think that this is going to be a complete offense. I mean, it's close to a complete offense as there is in the NFL. Yeah, no, it's true. And I mean, it's this isn't shiny object syndrome either. You know, Zach Ertz, we've seen, because we've seen just enough of Zach Ertz this year so far to know that he's going to make an impact, you know? And with Richard, like, even with Richard Rodgers, that would have been fine. And that's not to say that Richard Rodgers won't be on the active roster come Sunday or, you know, maybe next week when he gets to learn the playbook a little bit more. Like, at this point, and you never want to think about it this way, ever, but it, it feels, it's something that you kind of have to say, they have a deep enough pass-catching room in the wide receiver and tight end combined now to where if there is some sort of injury, and I'm not saying you never wish, you never hope, but if there is some sort of injury, they're so much more covered than they have been since, what, before 2015 when they said, let's ride with Jerron Brown, J.J. Nelson, and John Brown and Larry Fitzgerald. That was what they decided. So. They have what functioning operational offenses on winning teams have, which is endless options. Because if you have Richard Rodgers be your starting tight end from here until the end of the until the end of uh, the regular season, it's going to be at least an average tight end room because Richard Rodgers has shown that when needed to, he can be a ball catching tight end. And then you bring in Zach Ertz. This red zone offense is nearly impossible to stop at this point. If the play calling is right, who are you going to stop? Yeah, I don't think that Zach Ertz has even played in an offense with this much talent. I just, I don't, I don't, and, and that's that's you know, 
you think about the the Philly Super Bowl team, it was even when Carson Wentz threw for 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions, and he got injured for the for the rest of the year and missed the postseason. Nick Folds has one of the most you know outrageous runs to a Super Bowl victory, but you know they had of course. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey and they had Ertz and they had, you know, uh, the running back position, they had some pretty good players, but this, I mean, with the role that Max Williams was playing and Max Williams was not a playmaker at all at the tight end position before this season. I, he only had over 200 yards in a season for a career high, his career high. He matched this year as far as touchdowns with one. I mean, this is Max Williams playmaking on steroids. This is unbelievable. Yeah. This is PEDs to an NFL offense. And I know, look, this is not Zach Ertz from a couple seasons ago. This isn't a thousand yard receipt tight end. Uh, but this is a guy that's going to just, un, you know, give you another guy, a weapon that when DeAndre Hopkins is getting doubled or AJ Green is not open, or Rondell Moore, it's not there for him. Chase Edmonds out in the backfield's not there. Guess who's going to be open? You can't cover them all. Even a Zach Ertz at over 30 years old, we saw it on full display in Thursday Night Football. This is a true embarrassment of riches. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and you can tell we're excited. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock going live. And again, we recorded the podcast before the trade happened. We didn't omit it on purpose and said, nanny nah, boo boo, we're not going to talk about it. So that's why we're going live now. Um, let's So let's look at this from a bird's eye view. Let's look at this from right now through the end of next season, which is where Kyler Murray is going to get re-upped for his contract. And this is just fun to look at because you can talk about this forever, but we, we've already talked about the game. We already talked about Cleveland. Zach Ertz isn't playing. Let's talk about all of the one-year deals the Cardinals have signed, okay? All of those guys are looking going to be looking for a home next year, and all of those guys are a part of something they haven't been a part of maybe ever. Zach Ertz, you know, won a Super Bowl. Okay, fine. A.J. Green made the playoffs handful of years in a row with Andy Dalton, but it always sputtered out. Thank you, Vontez Burfick, for their biggest chance to make a deep playoff run. All of these guys could run it back. All well, of you, them. You're, talking, you're talking about like a Tampa Bay situation where they... Well, I'm talking they James Conner, A.J. Green, Zach Ertz. This isn't like... like the thing, the thing that pisses me off about the national media when they talk about this is it's... Oh, they're they're in for it now, meaning it's only going to happen for one year. And if it doesn't happen, it's going to disperse. Why? It yeah. seems like everything is starting to fit in its right place at the right time, not only for the Cardinals that have been on the roster for a few years, but for all the new additions. This is a cohesive unit already. So it's, it's not just a ticking time bomb through week 17 of 2021 in the playoffs. It's this could be an ecosystem that could be rebuilt and, you know, and replicated for a couple of years down the road is what I'm saying. Right. And I, and I think Tampa Bay changed the idea of, of being able to rely on veterans in this league because it is a young man's sport, right? I mean, the, the toll that the NFL takes on players that their production drops off a cliff. But I think what the Arizona Cardinals are doing as far as scouting these players, and, and you saw it, as I said, I'm going to say it again, on Thursday Night Football where Zach Ertz has some left in the tank. J.J. Watt has a lot left in the tank. Rodney Hudson has a ton left in the tank. You know, they aren't just kicking the tires on guys that were thrown onto the free agent waiver wire scrap heap. They're bringing in guys that are still productive. And yeah, they're not signing them. They're not... They're not getting in for a ton of guaranteed money outside of maybe JJ. I mean, he's 
he's tied up for over $20 million over the next couple of seasons. But outside of that, you've got yourself a good nest egg. You've got the salary cap increasing, and you're not tied down to these guys that if their production completely falls off a cliff, you're SOL because you're not. And they and what now what also is happening, which makes things so exciting, is that Steve Kime is finally starting to hit on some of these draft picks. Rondell Moore, the fact that he's going to be under contract for the next four seasons. You've got guys like uh, from Isaiah Simmons that if they pop, it's your next group. And you're not going to have to rely on each and every season like they've had. And they had to do this, Alex, because he wasn't that great of a – he was a bad, he was a horrible drafter. Yes, he was. They had, they had to go to the free agent market. They had to go through trades to bring talent in. And now there's an abundance of talent. And how do you, you know, it's only going to be more uh, intriguing to, you know, free agents, people who are um, where the money's going to be even. Why not go play with Kyler Murray, J.J. Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, Buda Baker in the endless list now of, of players in the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, I mean, the pillars are getting rebuilt. You know, that's, and Alex Nancy Balbrock, thanks for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. Um, we do this stuff for for fun. We do this for for us and for everybody that watches and listens. So, this is as much fun for us as it is for you. Trust me. Don't ever lose sight of that because we, as much as Bo and I bicker and as much as Bo's wrong, like we, we love doing this. So thank you to everybody who follows us. Follow Locked On Easy Cards on Twitter. Um, so the pillars before were Patrick Peterson, Chandler Jones, right? Chandler Jones, that's going to be an interesting conversation. Let's wait until later on in the season because with all these new faces coming in, you're not even though everybody's on one-year deals, you're not going to be able to keep everybody, especially with a steep price tag. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But what we saw with Patrick Peterson leaving, with J.J. Watt coming in, with A.J. Green coming in, Rodney Hudson, adults coming in the room, people that don't talk like scorn lovers are that, that are removed, everybody else coming in the room, adults ready to win, ready to put together a foundation for a team that not only this season will succeed, but in the future, it's all working. And... It shouldn't always be the coaches in the front office's job to be leaders. This is what a normal team looks like that wins. You have leaders on the field to do the, to do the heavy lifting. And what we're looking at, and we saw this, we talked about this right when they drafted Kyler Murray, when they traded for DeAndre Hopkins especially. If, if it works, free agents are going to come to you. Yeah. Like if it's fun and Kyler Murray's good, free agents are going to come to you. And I know that Rodney Hudson was traded. I know that Zekerts was traded. James Connors wasn't. James Conner wasn't. AJ Green wasn't. Could have gone for more money somewhere else. But this new ecosystem with Kyler Murray as the, you know, the brain trust, the the head of it, and winning comes with it. Buda Baker, I mean, this is a fun team. This isn't a team with a bunch of names that used to be good taped together. And it's just so hopefully we'll roll downhill. And to your point about um, Steve Kime drafting, his drafting needs to be impeccable now more than ever starting next season because money's going to be tight. Money's going to be really, really tight. And if you can hit on late draft picks in the first and second round, I mean, everything, everything snowballs, as you mentioned, from there. Yeah, look, I mean, that's where your scouting comes into it. And, and you watch Ertz, you watch Chandler Jones, who, of course, had the season opener, which was absolutely crazy with the five sacks, two strip sacks, and hasn't had a sack since. But you know, you can temper those those expectations about what kind of deal he's going to get. And you try to right now, the Arizona Cardinals are, are their scouting is has been on on point as far as guys who are in the league right now and whether or not they had anything left. And then as far as some of the as far as their draft prospects. 
And you know, that's is as hard as you and I are. And we are like, these are a lot of people who probably tuned into us before and, and are tuning back into us now are like, well, these guys are really kind of changing their, their stance on Steve Kahn. But he has, as far as this off season, he's done an incredible job. He really has. And the fact that he, he, he realized that this team, you know, in a crazy run to five and oh, that this is an opportunity and what's happening in the rest of the division for him to be aggressive. I mean, it's, 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 it's really impressive. And especially yeah. in, in the Cardinals haven't been relevant since the NFL trade deadline became uh, busy before, like back when they were, uh, you know, they, they were having success under Bruce Arians. The NFL trade deadline was not a thing. So this kind of came, came to like, they became buyers and he bought. And I think it's a great move for the Arizona Cardinals. And you got to think that this fifth round pick could potentially be supplanted by the compensatory pick they're going to get from Patrick Peterson if he yeah. plays well enough to get a fifth round pick. So this is technically a freebie, even though they gave up a fifth round pick to move up to draft Marco Wilson in the fourth round. Anything after the fourth round at this point? Oh, don't even. Oh, man, they don't have enough draft picks. Who cares? Well, think about it. I mean, they, they just brought back uh, James Wiggins. He was a, what was he, a seventh-round pick. Michael Manette didn't even make the roster. Right. Uh, seventh-round pick. Tay Gowan's been traded. Uh, Victor Dumakeji, we haven't heard much from Victor Dumakeji. Marco Wilson, a fourth-round pick, has been a contributor, a huge contributor. But outside of that, like, think about guys who have been who've made contributions as a fourth, a fifth, sixth-round pick for the Arizona Cardinals. It's few and far between. Like sure. you find you find a guy that can fill a need that you absolutely had that was on full display when you lost a guy like Max Williams. This was absolutely what they had to do. You have to be aggressive, and it's look a fifth round pick. The, the odds of that you know bite you in the butt. The odds of that becoming you know the Antonio Brown pick from a couple of years ago when they traded uh, a six rounder to Pittsburgh, um, and it turned out For to Brian be Brian McFadden, right? Yeah, it it wasn't. Uh, it was with Brian McFadden going back to Pittsburgh with the six round pick. Uh, I'd have to remember who that was for, uh, coming to the Valley, but, uh, man, it, um, that was, that's like the very, that that doesn't happen that often. So I'm not, uh, I'm not too concerned about it. I think it's well worth it for the Arizona Cardinals. And what we've said and what I've continued to say that if the offense isn't the strength of this team, why is Cliff Kingsbury here? And they're starting to prove that you may as well give them the tools necessary in an effort to do it. Now you have to kind of temper here because we speak truth here and not rainbows and butterflies all the time. They haven't won anything yet. You know, it's, it's been a great story so far through five weeks. They've gone through very, very tough tests. Sunday's going to be another one. These bounces continue to go their way with Nick Chubb being out on Sunday. Uh, Kareem Hunt again will probably be RB one in all of the fantasy football rankings, probably over Derrick Henry. Um, they still need to go and continue to win games, games they're supposed to win. Kyler Murray needs to stay healthy, but they've set themselves up to be in a position to really surprise the hell out of everyone with all the preseason rankings and everything before the season started. And they haven't even used DeAndre Hopkins. Like DeAndre Hopkins, after getting paid all that money, is one of the guys, which he's cool with in the whole thing. But like, man, like, I wonder how far this offense, this offense's wings can spread. Right. And it is interesting, like uh, Ertz played with Richard Rodgers last year in Philadelphia. He came over earlier. He started practicing with this team this week. Uh, can, is, was that a move to kind of help Ertz get, you know, back, at, you know, up to speed offensively? He won't play this Sunday, but, you know, there's a good chance that he can play in week seven. 
you know, could his old teammate Richard Rodgers help him out as far as, you know, the verbiage and, and how things work offensively for the Arizona Cardinals. So that's also kind of an interesting move. But, man, it's, it, no Nick Chubb is huge for this defense as far as trying to stop him because I think he's he, two talented backs. You've said it, t- two top 12 guys. Now you got to face one. Still got to stop the run. But it, it's not even close. I mean, well, now, it, now the Chandler Jones being out is more of a problem because they're yeah, going to have to focus more on the pass a little bit. And I had seen that in the chat. You know, what are the cha- the, the the difference between Chandler Jones? Uh, Cliff Kingsbury said earlier in the week he was he was experiencing symptoms. So yeah. you know the odds of him coming back man is cool. Like at, at this point, it's not like hey he was asymptomatic and he tested positive. He, he was a guy that he he had symptoms and it doesn't look like he's going to play. Rodney Hudson was on the practice field today, uh, at least in the open portion. You've got pretty much your defensive secondary back. You know, can they be opportunistic enough? I think that that's how you combat that run game. Get your hands on a football and you get the ball in the offense's hands. We'll see what it'll look like with Max Garcia starting at center potentially and, and how if it can rebound from its performance on Sunday against the uh, Niners. Yeah, and it's wild to see the videos that came out last night after Thursday night football where Zachary seemed to be crying after the game like he knew he was going to yeah. be traded. It was a it's really wild. I mean, it's it was the worst kept secret. Like it, he was he was leaving. That was him saying goodbye. It was one of their security directors, him tearing up apparently, and uh, him pretty much saying goodbye to a place he called home for so many years and helped to a Super Bowl. Uh, it's it's just the Arizona Cardinals are getting dogs right now. They're acquiring <laughs> yeah. dogs. Yeah, it's it's unreal, and it's it's a it's to be along for the ride and see it. And see this team go from where they were in 2018 to where they are now. I mean, you Arizona Cardinals fans, Red Sea, you deserve this. Like you, you ate a lot of crap, and now they're they're acquiring dogs, and they're like where Tampa was last year, where you know they're picking up Antonio Browns, they were picking up guys off the free agent waiver wire, they were picking, they were making trades. I, I still think. Where do you think that they can improve? I saw in the chat defensive tackle. I think I agree with that. You know, Jordan Phillips coming back to the lineup, but I think a run stopping guy would be good. If one becomes available, I think. You, you maybe not might not even be done at the tight end position. Could you get a guy in there to help out with the run blocking? That would be good. You know, yeah. What happens to Jordan out? Phillips if Jordan Phillips can play when he when he comes back and you know you know shows some sort of because I mean that that was uh you know um not the best contract signed from what we've <laughs> seen so far. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean run blocking that's going to be it. I mean any sort of like whenever I see a veteran linebacker getting cut Cardinals. Yeah. Like why not? You can never have too many linebackers, especially with Devon Kennard being so up and down. Marcus golden isn't getting any younger, even though he's serviceable. You never know what's going to happen with Jordan Higgs, Zayvon Collins. Like you think that Melvin Ingram couldn't help this team. Like you think like there's so many, there's so many guys that are still on the shelf that are ready for a chance. And I don't know if Steve comes done. Who the hell knows? Who knows? I don't, Uh, I still think, I still think, I still think the cornerback room, is where you need the most help. Like, they've been good, but if you could get it, like, we'll see how deep down the rabbit hole Steve Kime is. Like, if you could trade a corner for a second or third round pick that, that's a CB1 fringe, you do it at this point. Why the hell not? Like, you need a couple, you need a first, second, and fourth round draft pick. You need three out of the first four. You know, and just trade one. Who cares if you can get somebody of impact? Like, it's I, I at this season, at, at this point, it's, what the hell are we watching? Who is I mean, this team? I, th- I think you keep Harry Roseman's number on speed dial. And, you know, if, if they continue to fall out He's of expensive. it. He's expensive. Darius Slay. He's you expensive. Know. <laughs> 
Darius Slay is expensive. Yeah, yeah, but uh, like, would you trade Byron Murphy for Darius Slay? No, you wouldn't. No. Well, I don't know, but like, it's gonna have to be a player and a pick. No, I, I no, because they're just gonna look. They're they're in rebuild mode. Like they had an interesting win over Carolina, and you know, and they they came storming back on Thursday, but they're done. I mean, they're not gonna compete. They're not gonna keep up with with Dallas. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're still trying to build that, that team. They're, they're still far away. So yeah, I don't think that they're done there. There's going to start to kind of follow the teams like, you know, all the teams that are sitting with one win or zero wins, the Jacksonville's, the Detroit's, the teams that are in rebuild mode. If they're, if they're just looking to accumulate picks and draft capital, those are your teams. Those are your teams. And you send them a late round draft pick. Because otherwise they're not going to get anything else, and then also the, we'll see what the Arizona Cardinals can do. Is because you, as you mentioned, they're on one-year deals. Like if these guys walk, the Arizona Cardinals pick up a compensatory pick. If Zach Ertz after this season decides to go back to Philadelphia or somewhere else, you know you pick up fifth-round, sixth-round pick in twenty twenty-three. So, tell you what, he's coming into town right when the weather changes in Arizona. I don't know why you'd ever want to go back to that Philly cold when you're going to be here <laughs> at sixty-five degrees all the way through the winter. You know, he plus you have Kyler Murray. He upgraded the bird gang. He's on the right bird gang. He's not the yeah. you know the old tired bird gang, right? Yeah. The Cardinals fans don't eat horse excrement after winning a Super Bowl for everybody to see, mind you, that we saw after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. You know what? We're gonna find out by ten, week ten or week twelve what the hell we're doing here. You know, yeah. like if if legitimately because they're gonna play the 49ers again, they're gonna play the Seahawks. They're playing Houston, and I think they're playing Carolina before week 12 and we're gonna know i mean the two tough teams they play are sunday and then green bay on a short week those are the two games that you know if they do lose they could still be 10 and 2 going into week 12 which is shut up crazy yeah it's going to be interesting this week see how that where the team's focus is right you know you, you don't have your leader the spine as you said of that offensive line it seems like rodney hudson's not going to be in the lineup uh, so there's that. There's the excitement about Zach Ertz and then, you know, him potentially playing the next week. You know, how do you not get caught looking forward? No Nick Chubb. Like, this is going to be one of those team. This is going to be one of those weeks in week six where the team is really going to have to be hyper-focused about, you know, winning each play, you know, going on a very compartmentalized approach as far as how they're going to win this game against Cleveland. They should win. I think that they should win at this point with Nick Chubb out. Because it it's you know that run game was daunting, and now it's a little bit less. Kareem Hunt, a guy who led the league in rushing a couple of years ago, still no slouch. But I think that this is a game now with Chubb on the sidelines that they sh- they should win. Like they, they they blew the doors off LA on the road. They should be able to go to the dog pound and take care of a three and two Browns team. Alex Lacey, Bob Rock, little bonus edition here for the uh, acquisition of of. Um of Zach Ertz. This episode brought to you by betonline.ag. Listen, I'm looking at the spread right now at betonline.ag. It hasn't moved. Um, I'm not sure as to why it's still three and a half. The Cardinals are, oh, it actually went up. It went, it went up half a point. The Cardinals are now getting three and a half points for Sunday's matchup. Go to betonline.ag, uh, sign up. And uh, on your first deposit, use promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, they've got a new uh, interface, new website. Everything's more streamlined. Three and a half points. If you want to go get it before it changes, which it inevitably will, you would think, 
Go to betonline.ag right now. Again, sign up. Use promo code uh, locked on for 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook expert. That's my favorite end line for bet online. So I'm going to use it. All right. Any parting words before we get out of here? And we, we, no. we will be live halftime Sunday. Yeah. Uh, one of the other advantages of the Cardinals uh, kickoff at one, it's not a 10 a.m. kickoff. So, I mean, look, the excitement surrounding this team, win or lose on Sunday, continues. It's a it's a runaway train at this point. But to see the GM go out there, and especially after seeing the rumblings and people and all the speculation last night uh, during Thursday Night Football, for the Cardinals to, once again, like with the Rodney Hudson deal, jump ahead and pull the trigger, you know, cat, uh, hat off to uh, GM Steve Kime. I mean, son of a – yeah. Yes. Damn it. All right. Mercy of the court. Okay. Um, we'll see what happens on Sunday. Six and zero is very different than five and one. If they lose by ten points or fourteen points, I don't think that's going to happen. If they go across country, even though it's in the afternoon slate of games, and they win in Cleveland, there is going to be a completely different conversation surrounding the Arizona Cardinals. Is it's not what if, it's how long can this be sustained, and are they as good as their record indicates, and how can you say no if they go? on the road to Cleveland on Sunday and win. After they get embarrassed, the defense does. Cleveland does uh, the week before. Offense has to get back on track. They can't let Cleveland get back up to speed on defense after giving up 47 points last week. Uh, And, you know, it's going to be doing that without their their center, Rodney Hudson. Max Garcia is going to be in there. But also, J.J. Watt's got to be a monster in slowing down the run game against Kareem Hunt. And then you've got your corners back in the game. I think the Cardinals are looking good. You know, yeah. See what the past good. game looks, and if Kyler's healthy, I mean, we we don't we have no idea. That's another key. Yeah. What what's it's Kyler's key. Like? Yeah. yeah. Because you don't want a repeat of of last season where he wasn't 100 percent and didn't it wasn't even close to the offense that they started with. It's going to be interesting. One more game uh, before we get to see their new weapon in uniform potentially in Zach Ertz. The Arizona Cardinals pull off the deal, fifth round pick, and take out in the sixth rounder. Headed to Philly in exchange for a former Pro Bowl tight end who found the end zone last night on Thursday Night Football. It's pumped. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Lockdown AZ Cards, at Clancy's Corner, and at B O B R A C K Bob Rack. Thanks for joining for this impromptu episode to celebrate the acquisition of Zach Ertz, his wife Julie Ertz, coming home. Arizona Cardinals looking good. We'll talk to you halftime, week six on Sunday.